You're listening to an Artache podcast. Marie Shannon is one of New Zealand's most singular and noted photographers. We are brought together today to discuss her current digital billboard campaign, which is moving its way around Auckland City this season. The works consist of photographed love notes between the artist and her now deceased partner, presenting the notes as artifacts of memory, love and loss. The notes reside on black, like visual memorials. Now blown up on giant Lumo Digitals, the works create an engaging conversation between the highly personal and the highly public arena, one which the general public will undoubtedly connect with and would certainly not expect to encounter via a billboard whilst on the morning commute. This podcast was brought to you with the help of Liquid Studios. Your work has always been autobiographical. How does it feel to have such and to see such deeply personal work in such an explicitly public format? Um, well, I, I haven't managed to catch any of them yet, but I have had um, photographs sent to me by friends. Um, but even just the thought, without having to see them, um, of having them so public just made me want to say no to the project to start with when um, Trish um, mentioned the proposal, Trish Clark, my um, gallerist, mentioned the proposal to me, my immediate, and I'm trying to get out of the default no, but this was definitely a, a shouted default no, and then I, you know, just because it just felt so exposing and so public for this work that clearly I have put out in public before, but you know, a gallery is not an incredibly public place. It's publicly accessible, but it has a small audience and a kind of a self-selecting audience. Um, rather than just throwing this work at whoever happens to pass by and and see it, which is probably going to be a lot of people, but you kind of have to not think about that. And then what what I came to like about the idea was that it was kind of so inappropriate and at odds with the nature of the um, objects themselves and then the nature of the way I first presented them which was a fairly modest kind of scale um, the prints themselves when they're on the gallery walls are um, because photographic paper is an inch is 16 by 20 inches which is 20 A3 by sort of roughly A3 um, it's yeah 40 by 50 centimeters roughly A3 so they're small they're small as artworks and so to see them um, on that scale or to have people see them on that scale and kind of shouting. <laughs> and the objects themselves are tiny, you know, they're, they're centimetres by centimetres. Um, That's what's just so beautiful about them. And I have to shout, do a shout out to Trish and just say thank you. She's done such a good job at, at convincing convincing you to change your mind. <laughs> She's good at that. Yeah, I'm so appreciative. She said, oh, yeah, Marie's fine. Yeah, she's just a bit concerned about the line work, you know. Is it going to show up well in digital? That was all I heard, so I'm really yeah. pleased. And, <laughs> and that was really, that. that's true, you know, because I kind of, um, you know, I got over my initial kind of, you know, immediate like, ah, response. And then, yeah, I was um, concerned about the technicalities because, you know, clearly these have been rendered digitally before um, on a lightbox project, um, but this is slightly different. And I, you know, I know that different, you know, digital displays behave differently, and I wasn't sure how a finely drawn line um, 
or a piece of writing originally in pencil would translate, whether it would get lost in the process. Yeah, no, they've actually um, reproduced really well. And interestingly, what I learned from that format is it's just like a giant banner ad, those digital billboards. Whereas I was thinking it would be like a big TV. it It is, but it's different. Yeah, and I know, and I don't want to go down technical avenues, yeah. especially when I know really know nothing <laughs> about it. We can edit this out, but yeah, let's do it anyway. Yeah, but I know that working with um, with text on video screens, which is what I'm doing, I'm I'm kind of working with, with text again in my more recent work um, in video, and I know that certain fonts don't resolve well at certain screen sizes, and it's just to do with the font size versus the... Um, the the pixels and the crystals or whatever are on the screen and it's a kind of a physical thing it's how they're held on the screen and the position in relation to each other because it's not entirely continuous that's the we've reached the outer limits of oh but no I see I I can take it just I can take it a teeny bit further and say look at us yeah that is why when you video with your iPhone a screen you get an interesting flicker because you're getting Mm, a, a reiteration of a screen presenting to a different screen which then obviously condenses the pixel ratio and that's where we'll end that (laughs) yeah it's so interesting isn't it (laughs) yeah so the last time you um exhibited this series of work publicly in this way on a digital format was in 2009 in Courtney Place Um, and the work themselves the uh, Love Notes is a series from 2005 that first exhibited in Hamish McKay Gallery Um, and we were just just the the way the work has changed is interesting to me Um, and I suppose how do you feel about the way that in 2009 we weren't quite all over Instagram as much so when an artist had an exhibition even if it was public it was a different kind of public as yeah. to when now it's it's much more invasive in a way mm-hmm. or exposing yeah it I, is um when oh sorry no, 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 I'm done I'm just trying to think of how to formulate that into a question for you no but. it it's no it's a prompt because um and, and it's a valid prompt I think the kind of interactions even though that was public and they were definitely scaled up um it was still something that people walked past and they would look or they would not look but there wasn't this photographing and reproducing and broadcasting and sending and sharing that there is now and um so yeah, people do, and it, you know, I think in very positive ways that the kind of the trade in images now, and I'm kind of not saying anything new, but you, as an artist and as a person who you know who, who does creative work, you have to let go all these ideas. You know, we used to be so precious about my image and my content and my, where's your permission? I'm <laughs> sorry, there's no such thing, and. I think that what we need to accept is that people are sharing things in a in a, a way that shows goodwill towards the images and and it's a generous kind of sharing it's not I'm taking this for myself so you know so I think the whole idea of copyright and permission and public sharing is you know I think there's a wide acceptance of that um, which is really nice um, and so that's the kind of upside. And then the other the other side of it is that, yes, things do become quite public, but if you've already put them out there, they have the the potential to expand and to, 
you know, to be reiterated in ways that, yeah, when that work was shown in 2009, was not there. People weren't standing there, you know, doing selfies in front of them and things like that. It's I'm always in admiration of how brave it is to be an artist and to ex- work that's so intensely personal, to be so exposed by even exhibiting it. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you have to kind of switch off a little bit you you know there's the impulse to make the work there's I'm always interested by the creative process and there are kind of parts of the creative process where you know there's the first really interesting part where you have the idea and it's great and then you start doing it and it's terrible and then you look at it again a week later and you can see how it could be better and so that there's that that process and so when you've resolved the work and you've made it um you've kind of done that part but then the exhibiting and presenting is confronting again it's like oh god maybe this is a terrible idea maybe I'm a mad person oh I love that I know it's horrible but yes that's so true and I I think with artists because they are presenting their specialized study in a way yeah whereas it's not like in the industry sense where you can blame a client or the budget Mm -hmm. or the time frame yeah no you can't blame anybody it's like there's no one here to blame I decided when it was finished and if it's a dud idea I am completely in ownership but not that any idea is dud I think that's no, not. but some some ideas are less brilliant than others. Yeah, we but could then say. they need to be there because the tide does need to go out as it comes in. You know, we yeah, need, yeah. we need to have that, and even in a brilliant artist's practice, there absolutely has to be. And yeah, part of the the creative process after the incredible self doubt that you have in the process of making something, then there's the self doubt in the face of exhibiting it, and I think you just have to learn to be tough about that yeah. and learn to. Um, yes, some things might be a bad idea, and you do, you know, you do sort of think, um, yeah, maybe that work shouldn't have been seen, but it's all part of the process. Um, but in answer to your actual question, <laughs> um, yeah, I think you just have to say, no, I've made that decision, and then you've just, you don't have to keep making the decision, yeah. you've made it. Don't second guess yourself too no. much. There's no, a little bit absolutely. of room, but then it's just like, nah, that's been done. Yeah, absolutely. So you do have to have that kind of, confidence and to yeah to to know when to stop no winter yeah I just always love quoting Kenny Rogers oh, no quote, when to hold please, him no him. when to fold him you know? oh yes yeah that's a good quote yeah and yep. it's not quite apt here but it no it is out. it is it's this, this is the the good insights we really want <laughs> mm. <laughs> um so talking to the relationship which these notes are born of your partner at the time passed away and in 2009. Yeah. So these works were photographed and exhibited prior to his passing, but mm. but the the 2009 exhibition was that was that how close was that? It had, I think it was October. I know my son and I drove down to Wellington and saw the work in situ in October, but it had already been arranged beforehand. Yeah. So it was just something that you know it was. So it was just a process was that was going, rolling out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the lead-up times to things like that are quite long. Yeah. And, um, of course, I knew he was really sick, but I didn't know when things were going to, you know. Um, has digging this series back up, has it been cathartic for you or is it more re-traumatising? Can you tell us about how that feels? Yeah, no, it's not. Um, I, In some ways, I don't think it's either of those things. Um, I think I've kind of lived with the work for long enough that it's 
Yeah, I I just kind of look at it and see it, but it doesn't. It I think because I've kind of this sounds really, it sort of sounds awful and um, and kind of very functional. But in a way, I've processed these notes into images so long ago, and also not in the context of Julian's illness. So I think that's the thing that it it wasn't as if I made this work in the context of his illness ah, yes. as a way of reviewing the relationships. So I think that's the kind of thing that's that 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 wasn't their purpose to begin with, yeah. and they were kind of already around by the time he got ill. So so I don't have that kind of connection with them. That's really interesting. That's really insightful to know. That's so interesting to know. Yeah, and I, I, I guess I hadn't really thought of that before. But and that's not to say that the, you know, the notes themselves don't have an effect on me. But as artworks, there's something slightly different. I've already removed them slightly. I think. Yeah, they're part of your archive or your body of work. Yeah, now. and that's not, you know, I don't want to sound heartless when I say that because it's no. not. But it's just, I think it's just the way you, you know, you if something becomes an artwork, it becomes that thing as well as the original thing. So in that context, delving a little deeper, yeah. you've since had another romantic partner yes. who has also sadly passed away. Yeah. And more recently, 2017. So you're potentially mm. still in a process of grief. Do you find that there's any conflict there? Yeah, and that's a strange... It, it was a very strange situation to be in, Um you know, entering into a new relationship about six years, almost six years after Julian died, and then um, that partner subsequently became seriously ill, and he died almost two years later. Um, yeah, it was it was very difficult, um, and it was very difficult to go through that again, and and to go through that grief for two different people at the same time. It's and and in quite different ways because we had quite different relationships. Um, obviously, the relationship with um, with Julian, my first more long term partner, because we were together twenty eight years, and so that was a really long relationship, and that takes a you know a very long time to. Well, I mean, you you don't you keep it with you, yeah. so it's just you just start to collect relationships, and they can just exist together, I guess. It's, is it more? Is it like acceptance? I guess it's what it, what people say with grief is it, it's just there. It's accept, it's part of you now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. You know, I hate all that, and I think it's become. You know, I think a lot more people are starting to not think that they have to move on or you know do all that stuff. It is just like you don't move away from stuff. You just take it with you in a better way. I think. Yeah. Um, focusing a little bit on the politics of love. Um, and that of the muse. Yep. It's a very interesting dynamic. History and historically muses have been young women whose beguiling effect on the artistic man, usually at least a few years or sometimes even decades her senior, unleashes and inspires the man's creative genius. Both your previous partners have all been have both been well known within the art world. So you've got creative partners, you're creative. Female artists in relationships with male artists are often undesirably and patronisingly prescribed the role of the muse. And I'm thinking of Picasso and Dora Maar or Man Ray and Lee Miller. Have you ever, have you been called the muse? Have you, you know, did you ever get called the muse with your partners at the time? 
because they're well-known artists? No, I don't think... um, No, I never had that relationship with either of them. And um, their their work and my work... I mean, we were, you know, with, with my partner Julian, we studied at art school at the same time. We came out of art school at the same time. I was a month older than him, which he was delighted by. Oh, wow. Score. (laughs) Older woman. Older woman. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Loved it during the month where I turned the next age and he was the the age before. Oh, Marie's a year older. No, I'm a month older. (laughs) Anyway. um, So we just didn't have that kind of relationship. And we always strove. And Julian was very good about that. Um, We always strove to... To even to not be seen as an artist couple because there are a lot of artist couples who not necessarily would have an artist and muse role but two artists together would often be kind of conflated or their, their work would be seen as parts of parts of something similar and I think we were lucky in that um, his practice started off in painting and kind of went into other areas and he was very concerned with abstraction and later minimalism and my work started off photographically and was pretty much based photographically and um, so we were digging around in very different territories and so we were colleagues rather than artist and muse and I mean you could say he was my muse. Oh absolutely. Creating the you know, the beautiful collection of notes that I, I kind of still see those notes. And the, the the genesis of that idea was when I looked at them all, when I'd collected them all, and I'd, you know, continued to collect them, they were like a tribute. And they were like, you know, someone saying, you're great, you're great, you're great. And I thought it was quite funny because they're these really crappy little things but that they have this kind of collective message of how, how great you are. So it was massively egotistical. Oh, but, this, but they're also just so beautiful. I mean, it's just such a lovely, positive affirmation out of nowhere. Yes. And that's yeah. that's a, the wonderful side about partnership with anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but also what I'm curious about is when, when you were, you know, when you were younger, did you ever get kind of accused of being the muse by someone outside the relationship? So not 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 how you functioned as a couple, yeah. but did you get called like, oh, you must be his muse, you know, or... No. Really? No, no, no one never. did that to no, you? No, no one did that. <gasps> I think because his work was not... Um, his work was about... Um, locations about landscape about geography and it was about abstracting those things or um, or ascribing a location to something that actually wasn't about that location so his work fortunately resisted that it wasn't about emotional attachments it was quite formal and um and yeah yeah your work focuses so much on the domestic sphere and it's your gaze that is powerful Okay, so um, so you have a survey show that's been travelling the country, currently on at Te'uru Contemporary Gallery out in Titirangi, um, and it's been developed out of the holdings from the Dunedin Public Art Gallery and obviously your own personal archive. And you've just been over in Australia. What's on the horizons for you now? Um, <clears throat> that exhibition, it's going to travel to Australia next year, um, the Museum of Contemporary Art. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. I'm really happy about that. Keep touring for a little while. Um, 
and I've got a residency coming up at Tiley Cottage in Whanganui from August to October. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. That'll be just before spring, won't it? Yes. I used to live in Wanganui. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. just for a year, but it's mm. I really love it down there. Mm. Um, okay, well, for everyone who's listening, um, I highly recommend going and checking out uh, Marie's uh, work uh, in her survey show, Rooms Found Only in the Home, a survey of works to date, currently on at Te Uruwa Takari uh, Contemporary Gallery until August the 25th at 420 Tetarangi Road. Um, and for more info, go to teuru.org.nz. Marie, where's the best place to go for people who would like to look at your work online? Um, probably Trish Clark's website is, is really good and informative and they've also got links to um, other online materials such as um, reviews, articles, that kind of thing. So um, Hamish Mackay Gallery. In Wellington. In Wellington. If you're down there. Hamish's website also has... Um, some links to previous exhibitions and that kind of thing. So okay, and also while we're on the on the topic of websites, I'd also like to shout out to um, Wellington Public Gallery for saving us quite a lot of work by supplying those artworks for us so swiftly. Yes, City Gallery Wellington. I was amazed at how quickly that happened within the space of an hour. That's fantastic, and it's so great that they'd held on to those big digital files. Absolutely, I thought they would have because. Yeah. I remember working in the art gallery and there's always a library element too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And But just am I able to access it straight away. I suppose mm. that's the modern era, isn't it? <laughs> Computers. Yeah, but it's really good. It saved me doing big scans. I know. Okay, well, thanks so much for coming in and chatting with me today. Thank um, you. And, yeah, I really love your work. You're listening to an Artache podcast. Creative content from Artache.com.